When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Future. We're talking real money. Uh, you know, the money issues that you deal with in your life are probably some of the most painful things you deal with because the, the, the impact on your future is so great. You can't afford to get this wrong. And so the pressure is immense. That's why Tom and I hang out here a lot doing what very few people do, telling you the truth about money, talking real money. That's the name of our little get-together. And one of the things we try really, really hard to do is avoid the titillating headlines. That we, we don't try to tease you into thinking, just to get listeners, that we can do something or that you can do something that you can't or shouldn't. So never will you hear us say, here are the top funds of 2023. But it's an idea. We're not going to do it. Oh, okay. But, you know, like that Financial Planning Magazine, which is for financial planners to try to get their attention, and it got mine, the headline of this recent article is the top 20 index funds of the decade. Now, when I read that, I think to myself, these are the epitome of index funds. And I'm expecting in there to be something like the Vanguard Total World Stock Index or the Avantis Total Market, uh, the Total Market uh, Global Fund or whatever. I'm I'm expecting some really glorious funds that have this great history and that have low fees and expenses and really cool stuff. Although the Avantis is not an index fund. So oh, I the read buzzer. the article You're and wrong. Tom, what was the, according to them, the top index fund of the decade. And this truly is investment uh, cheesecake, Don. If you remember oh, the, you could look that one up. Yeah. We couldn't uh, say pornography, yeah. but that, oh, see, this is the podcast. Kids. We can say it on the podcast. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Investment was okay. Uh, at the top of the list. Really? You really want to know? Yeah. This I is do. great. I know everybody really wants to know because I know everybody's thinking, could it be Fidelity? Could no. it be Vanguard? Could it be Schwab? No, it couldn't be. It could be it the great it the grayscale Bitcoin trust, GBTC. I like the TC part, but uh 10 All our year crypto crazies are yeah, going crazy right 10 now. 10-year annualized return of 64%. Can you buy that? Can I buy that 10-year performance of 64%? Uh it does admit in the next line. The fund is unusually volatile. It unusually sh- volatile. That's an yeah. understatement. Yeah, it is. Since it's what lost half of its value since peak in 2021. Uh, in 2022. In 2022 and how much it fell then. 75%. How many funds do you want to own that fall 75%? Not many. 75%. But if that's not enough, how about number two, Don? I mean, this is... <laughs> 
These people mm. should be ashamed of themselves at financial planning. Really? Oh, yeah. This fund, I mean, I this hate. really is absolutely horrible. Yeah. Uh, the Direction Daily Technology Bull 3X Fund. Oh, my gosh. Let me explain what that is. Okay. It buys technology stocks, but it does it with borrowed money. For every dollar in the fund, they borrow two. So they get three times, or do they borrow three? No, they borrow two. Two. Two bucks. To get three times yep. the yep. performance three times. in yep. an up market, but... Guess what? <laughs> dramatically greater risk in a down market. And all of these things that... They, well, let's do number three, and then I'll, I'll make my point about what... It's, the uh, thing they share in common. Yeah, uh, the IPATH Global Carbon ETN. You don't hear very much about exchange-traded notes. That's not yeah, even a fund. I know. You don't hear much about them. It, it, this tracks the performance of carbon-related credit plans. Carbon-related credit plan. I'm not even sure I know what that is. Part of the cap-and-trade approach, right, to the yeah. dealing with climate change. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 10 years. 10 years, the fund's average. I love this. The average. That's why you got to be careful with averages. The average yearly return, 33.45%. So, again, people say, well, I'll just buy. I just want that. Yep. Put that in my portfolio because guess what? I made a lot of money. Made is the operative word there. Well, and here's the the thing that that most of these, and I can keep going. ProShares Ultra Semiconductors, Direction Daily Semiconductor Bull Three X. The reason these things do well is because they take incredible amounts of risk. Thank you, and they charge through the nose. I was wondering things. when we we're going to get to the expense ratios on these things. The Bitcoin trust How much? has an expense ratio of 2% per year. Yeah, that's very fair, right? That's a reasonable charge for well, a fund. I guess for Bitcoin it is because <laughs> so. I've made the argument against Bitcoin that one of the problems is it costs a fortune to turn it into dollars. And so all of the costs associated with how much when they go to the ATM, which there's now like 3000 Bitcoin ATMs coast to coast, some crazy number. And they charge you 8% to To get your money, your money into money, (laughs) into real money, Yeah, money, change your fake money into real money. (laughs) Exactly. Monopoly is the real stuff. Yeah. the, The alchemists of yore must be turning in their graves going, why didn't I think of money made of air? You know, because they were going to turn yeah, lead into gold. Did exactly. you get that? I did get that, but I was waiting. I was letting it settle, letting it oh, sure. sit there. Sit. It settle. The the direction daily technology bull three X though is a mere 0.97 percent a year, less than one percent a year. Wow, now there's a let's deal. Put that in context with a like Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund. That like seven basis points, zero point zero seven. Less than that now. Zero point zero four. I mean, let's it's find out. Let's outrageous. find out. It's always exciting to look at the latest. And oh, by the way, I did call Morningstar today to ask them why their database is so slow. They didn't have a clue. Of course, I got sent to. Hi, this is so and so in Mumbai, and I went. <laughs> I'll take your call. No, I don't want to talk to Mumbai. I'm sorry. No offense. Yeah, I called the wrong line first and I got a really nice guy in the U S wow, and he goes, Oh really? no, 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 no. This is for our bigger customers. Yeah, bigger. <laughs> Let me transfer you to the yeah. little customer line. Sorry, dude. And it's like, hello, I'm in Mumbai. And I went, no, I don't. Okay. Anyway, so how much is the total 
Vanguard total. Oh, you're right. Low. It was 0.07. Ah, close. All right. So, you were dead okay. on. It was 0.07. Oh, right. I'm pretty good enough. Uh, but here's the thing about these things are not the index funds of the decade or the century or whatever. These are horrible products. But why, why are they talking about them and why are you investing in them? Why are people chasing these things? Why do people think they need to make 63? This gets back to really it bad decisions. It comes down to greed. It Indeed, comes down it does. to greed. Yeah, it does. And all pardons to Gordon Gecko, but greed is not good. Really, it is not. I mean, it, he made it sound like it in the film, but it's not because it leads to terrifically bad decisions. So there's a there's several new surveys out that I find just fascinating about money, people, how people think about it. There's an Empower, uh, the, the financial services company Empower, mm-hmm. questioned 2,000 people. Mm-hmm. And people said it would take a pretty significant pay bump to deliver contentment. Yeah, that basically, if they had just a little bit, but you know, just more money, they would be happier. Yeah, which is, I don't. Yes, does money is there? Are there links up from what you read between making more there and being more happy? There are studies that show yeah, that more money are. up to a certain yep. point makes you happier. But some of these people in this study have <laughs> crossed outrageous. that point. Yeah, I mean, but here the highest earners tends to be greedy. It's just, it is the highest earners with a median income of a quarter million dollars said they would need to make. 350,000 to be contented, right? Uh, which is yeah, more than 60, the, Just to put it that, a, a person making 65,000 yeah. said that 95,000 would make them happy and and not as stressed the, from this Wall Street Journal article. Uh, the the 250,000 was said, oh, just a mere 350,000. Yeah. And so the, the survey on average said people said they would need a 50% raise to be happier. Or happy, pardon well, me, content. Well, bad news, um, you're going to be unhappy for the rest of your life. <laughs> if it's Unlikely take to happen. Yeah. What I don't understand is why, though? This gets uh, back to the, yeah, the, what people believe, right? The grass is greener. Look at the Jones, et cetera. I mean, I'm not doing as well as somebody else, and I need to do that. How big a yacht do you need? How many yachts do you need? Yeah, Jordan Jordan Belfort from uh, this episode. So this is having money would solve most of my problems. Just some of the comments from people. People think they're going to be better off, but but I'm, this the reason that that I talk about this in affiliation with the investments is people often believe that investing is finding those things and that they need them. No, right, because then they'll them. get to happiness faster. Exactly. And it leads to really awful decisions. That's what I was trying to get to. You need to know what you need, not what you want. Um, you need to understand that if you invest in things like that or reach for huge gains, you mentioned the risk word, Don. It's speculation. It's not even investing. And is greed really good? Because it's led to things like people buying tech in 2000. Right. People buying real estate in 2007, people buying crypto right before the big downturn in 2021, at least people making bad decisions over and over and over again, which is very costly to your financial health. It may be the most costly financial emotion you can have. It's probably the most dangerous. And it was interesting in this article, just as an aside, uh, they also looked at what really rich people say about their happiness. And they found that 50% of those with over a $10 million net worth. Yeah. How much? 
<laughs> How they much were you got already have? over ten million? Ten million dollars. Like yeah, no, I am okay. I'm going to go on the record right now. I do not have ten million dollars. Okay, All right, he's close, but I'm he's not, not close. There yet. I'm not he's, close. He's closer than me. Oh, I'm closer uh, than you. So <laughs> <laughs> you can anyway. put it all in the grave grayscale fund and beat the pants off. It me. turns out that about half of the folks um, said that they they to be happy, they would need to increase their ten million by to 15 million dollars so they need they need 50 the same increase 50 increase. increase something about weird. a 50 percent increase yeah, makes people happy but so does if it? all of these greedy employers would just give us a 50 percent raise and Appella, I, I, I just want love, a 50 percent a year raise i would love to give that to some a series of people have a study group have some that you do some that you don't and find out if people really are happier i bet you're not I'll and bet you know you're the not. one. I bet you're not. Bet you're going to say the next time. You know, fifty percent more would really make me a lot happier. That's that's what the survey points out. It's yeah. like this is never. It's never enough. I got to have more for whatever reason. That's and, what I'm trying to get to. Why? I can afford a six hundred million dollar yacht. <laughs> I am Bezos not going to be happy, half, Jeff. If he can have five hundred, I could have six hundred. Oh, so funny. We were we were at uh, brunch the other day, my wife and I. And well, how can talking, you afford brunch? I can't go out for brunch. I got to have cereal at home apparently you're a bit frugal then because <laughs> okay. i think I'm you've got the dough i kind of have an idea you know yeah, you i do. have that's a true. rough idea that's true you do have an idea yeah. that's so fair. you yeah. can afford brunch you're one of the few people that does you, thankfully you can so. afford brunch all right but anyway we were at brunch and she was talking about my wife is a um an activist um she she fights against uh evil yeah, what's the, it's not really evil. It's uh, disparities. Uh, yeah, like, right. You know, she wants and, fairness. She wants the I world to be true. a fair place. Yeah, I, don't I think that's think true. She's ever going to get it, but you good know, try. Well, you live but long she enough. was talking about teachers and how pathetically they're paid in our county. And I told her about Jeff. Not Bezos. the only county, by the way. Yeah, I told her about Jeff Bezos' yacht, and she sat down really quickly and she goes, "Wow." That would give all of our teachers a $50,000 a year raise for the next three years or something to that effect. There you go. Right there. She goes, I'm going to send him a note. <laughs> Jeff, stop construction. I said, you don't need to have that bridge. Remember you have to have the bridge raised or whatever, so you can get it through there or something crazy. Well, it's not going to, that's not a need anymore. He's moving no. to Florida. Oh, that's a good point. There's no bridges to sail through there. You no, can keep it right no, on the coast. No. You know, doesn't have to get into the sound or into Lake Washington or Wherever right. the heck he was trying to, was he trying to get his yacht no, into Lake was Washington? In this was in Europe somewhere. I think it was in Holland. Oh, kind of oh when a, it was built B. to get it yeah, down the right. river. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. They had to okay. dismantle the bridge. Or I something. just don't understand it. No, I don't a either. A guy don't like either. Jeff Bezos could change the world yeah. with his wealth. And I hope he instead, signed up to give most of it away when he died. Instead, he, he helps the income of a few shipbuilders in Europe. Fair enough. I don't get it. But anyway. All right, enough of a, enough of a sermon there from uh, Reverend I Don. Ain't no communist, uh, but we can I sure move on. Do think it's a little bit crazy? <laughs> it's hard to defend a half a billion dollar yacht. I think that's fair. Um, okay, question. So this one came up recently. Uh, we were discussing. I can't remember the reason why Bob Brinker, the former oh, radio called host, and brought him up. Right? Yeah, somebody that's right. called that's on right. and the. Saturday show, yeah, that turned that, into a podcast. Yeah, that turned a into a podcast recently, yeah. and asked about and what we thought of. Bob I picked Brinker. on Bob. Yeah. 
I picked on him because I said, I remember a bad call by Bob that was very expensive. Bob Brinker did a great job, uh, I think, with information. Bob Brinker uh, had a newsletter. This is where the struggle started. Because in the newsletter, he'd tell you buy this, sell this. It was a, it was market timing, literally. It the thing was called market timer, market, market timing, timer. I believe. Yeah, and I, it, on the call, the per, I said, well, Bob made a bad call with technology in two thousand, and the caller corrected me and said, no, no, no. Bob told people before the big collapse to move sixty percent of their money to cash, sixty percent of their equity portions to cash. That was correct. I and I, I I gave I said. Okay, I don't know enough to know. But I went and did a little research. He did do that. But then here's the other part. He then told people in October of 2000, uh, some 10 months later, to go ahead and act immediately and buy the QQQ in anticipation of a two to four month counter trend rally. So he told them to go back in and buy it at 86, which then it went down rather precipitously to 20. And Bob had his subscribers hold on the entire way. Now, I don't raise this to say, aha, I'm right and you're wrong. I raise it to show how tough it is to time any market. And I don't care. Bob Brinker knows he's still alive, probably more about the markets than I do. He used to do a great description of all the things that were happening behind this. I don't know all that, but I do know that, as you pointed out, Don, nobody knows anything about 30 seconds from now and into a turn. We don't know what's going to happen. And Bob did not know. He made a horrible call here. That's why I raised the point. Yeah, and good point. All right. I got okay, a question good. for I'm you, right? for a question. Go okay. for it. Okay. This comes from uh, Jeff in Emerson, Georgia. He says, hey, I have eight mutual funds in a tra- taxable trading account. I manage it myself. Uh, the portfolio is a mix of stocks and ETFs. I'd like to convert the mutual funds to ETF. Most of them at current do not seem to be performing all that great except for two. Then he goes through and lists all these funds he holds. I'm only going to mention a few of them. VT Sachs, which is the total U.S. market, right? right? right. The VWINX, which is the, which is the Vanguard Wellesley, yeah. which is, uh, I think, a 40-60, like 40% in stocks. Roughly, but it's bond. actively managed. Yep. Yep. And he's got the VWSUX, the Van, that's the Vanguard Muni, the VSMAX, Vanguard Small, uh, the VGTSX, which I think is the star fund, right? Because that's also a blended uh, balanced yeah, portfolio, I believe, which, yeah, it is. Uh, the VBALX, which is also a balanced fund. But here's the thing. This, yeah, there's more. Oh, I thought it was right? the Vanguard uh, Los Angeles fund, Six. Los Angeles International Airport fund. <laughs> here's the thing. Why do yeah. you own all these funds? And this is this is fund on fund. This is repetition. You're, it's you've got blended, it's the blended, kid blended. The candy store syndrome. I'll take one of those. Two of these, uh, Augustus mm-hmm. Gloop. Uh, now this is not the way to manage your. And isn't Wonka coming out again? Yeah, here same song. It is the the one with Gene Wilder. Oh. Love. I, I love the book. I don't know if I was a big a fan of the movie, but the point is. You have, I think you don't. You call this a hodgepodge of some kind. It may be a Vanguard only hodgepodge, and the worst hodgepodges are all over. No, he's got no. He had the Fidelity Fund, the V, the F B A L X, Mm, and a couple others, the O A K I X. But the thing is, most of these funds own the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, And I'm sure the I'm sure some of them have not produced well because bonds have had a pretty rough three years. The Vanguard Muni Fund, I haven't looked at the performance, but I, I bet it's been subpar for the last few years because bonds have had a rough time. 
but you have a mix, a mishmash, a hodgepodge. This is not a good portfolio. Um, he says, what should I move them to streamline my portfolio? I, here, here's the thing. You could either just do the Vanguard total US VT Sachs if you had to, and then put the munis in there for the bond part and get rid of all the rest of these balanced funds. Or you could do something a little fancier, do uh, Vanguard total US, Vanguard total international, and then the bonds. I'm not sure with $138,000 portfolio that you need munis anyway. You could just have regular old bonds, I think. Yeah, I'm guessing that he's not going to be in a high enough bracket. That's the point. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff, this thank you for sending this. Too many funds. You got a hodgepodge. And frankly, you can make it much simpler and easier to understand with just a few funds that uh, that would simplify this greatly. No reason to own so many. Perfect. Good response. Perfect. Wait, this must be the holidays or you're delusional. When was the last time you said perfect to me about anything? This is something's wrong. I'm worried I'm, about I'm, now. I'm overwhelmed yeah, thinking about or... all the things I have to do before I get on the road. Right. That's a good point. You have headed out and headed back, yeah, I guess, like, right? Like the double stopping on this Thanksgiving holiday. I'm heading to uh, my sons and then I'm heading to see my mother. So it's just too much, too much. A lot going on with the McDonald yeah. Express, so safe travel. All right, you have anything else? That okay. will do it. I'll always here to help you if you want oh. it by going to the website, talkingrealmoney.com. Click on Meet an Advisor or call us. The phones do work. 800-386-3004. And please, please, please tell your friends while you're holidaying with people to, to there you go. listen to the podcast. There are, uh, I think, on our current service. I don't, we had a bunch that we that dropped off. I think we have currently about almost thirteen hundred podcasts for your listening pleasure. So, nah, there's yeah, a holiday I am telling you, with stuff. listening or yeah. watching football games, make it a talking real money holiday this Christmas. <laughs> oh come on, you're killing me. <laughs> anyway, thanks for being there. I'm Don. Tom is over there, and we just love. Being here with you, talking real money. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. 
Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. I think I need a nap.